Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. I know that these episodes drop so infrequently. They're only happen when I feel divinely inspired to talk about a conversation that repeatedly gets asked on Instagram, but I know that you're happy like hotcakes, and I'm very happy to be here too. I will not lie. I do love the podcast, but I want to make sure that it's meaningful and it's something that you are going to resonate with because I truly believe the podcast that dropped when it was COVID time. We had more time and energy to listen. And y'all know that I can talk like a <laughs> a lot. So I want to be very mindful of your time and use it, uh, your, the medium of podcasting in a way that it's going to really serve you. And so when I do podcasts on things that feel inspired, it really feels like I'm being purposeful and meaningful, and it's really going to help you, which is my ultimate goal and desire is to empower you to align to the wisdom in your soul so that you can be your own parenting guru. You can guide yourself through your own spiritual journey. And I've been sharing a little bit more about my spiritual side. I stopped for a while, but you guys have been eating it up. And I love that because it really allows me to share all sides and dimensions of me. Um, and I think a lot of you, whether we realize it or not, we're all on a spiritual journey. And one of the most recent topics that was popping up when I was sharing about my journey is how do you stay emotionally connected to your husband or your partner when you're up leveling on the spiritual journey and they are not. And it can certainly cause distance and feelings like you're growing apart with this person because who you were when you met can be very different than who you are evolving into and becoming. And many of us stay together for many years and it's inevitable that we're going to be different from the time that we met. And so I wanted to chat about this because I do have a lot to say from my own experience. And it seems like it, it is something that's very common for anyone going on the spiritual journey. So let's just dive in. So when we meet our significant other, we are guided to them because the vibration that we're at in that moment, in that space. And I'll talk from my own experience that I met my husband right after the seat of my dark night of the soul. So I had a really deep emotional, spiritual, physical breakdown that lasted many years. Uh, but it started when I was 25 single living in San Diego and it trickled into my first year of marriage, which was a couple of years later. And that period was a very intense period. And so who my husband and I were, when we met, we were definitely more emotionally insecure, lack self-worth, emotionally needy. Uh, from a spiritual perspective, yes, we were matching the same vibrations. And I certainly believe that we attract those who are going to be 
a good mirror for us and obviously trigger and provoke our pain points. And so anybody who says that marriage is kumbaya, beautiful, takes a lot of work to get there for sure. And if they're saying, I'm not being triggered, we always get along, there's somebody hiding their shadow sides or not setting boundaries or not emotionally speaking up of what they need because that is part of every relationship, but especially your significant other. So we meet these individuals at this vibration and it might not be the most elevated vibration. And we go through our own spiritual awakening and that could look different for everyone. Maybe you're always been on the spiritual journey. Someone like me, I went on it after we got married. And I also really felt embarrassed by it for a little bit. Like when I wanted to start meditating, uh, that's not who I was known for. I started doing yoga. That's not who I was known for. I was known for the person who was down to go to happy hour and, you know, made sure that I was out socializing on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, I was very disconnected to my higher self and I got my sense of self and well-being and worth through a lot of external things. I was still in that phase. So when I started to go on my awakening journey, for some of us souls, it is accelerated. And though I've been on it for 11 years, about 12 years now, it seems like a very long time. But there are periods that it would be, especially in the beginning, it was very rapid and accelerated. I changed who I was. And there was a period that Chirag did mention in that time is that you are evolving into this person that's so different. He never stopped me from evolving and might not have agreed with a lot of this stuff, but it was never a hindrance to my path. Uh, But it was like, are you going to leave me behind? There was this honest fear of that. And for me, I was like, whoa, I am growing leaps and bounds. Is this the person that's really meant for me? Is this the person who's going to really help me grow into a best version of myself? Challenge me, but in a way that we're on the same page we're into the same things. We're on the same mission to spiritually evolve. And so I also had these questions that did I settle? Is this going to serve my highest good? Am I going to outgrow this relationship? And being a divorce mediator and a, you know, a collaborative divorce attorney, we only hear about the negative and the worst case scenarios. But there is this one couple that will always stand out to me. And this couple did divorce mediation. And uh, I could not understand why they were getting a divorce. They were unlike anyone that I ever met. In the sense that I was like, these people are amazing together. They were laughing. They were respectful. They were kind. They look like best friends. And I was like, Why on earth are they getting divorced? And I even asked them, I was like, this is the easiest mediation that I did because 
you guys are like on the same page. And it's like, you could tell it wasn't like one person, you know, not holding boundaries. Like they were communicating. They were like so effective at their communicating. I'm like, what went wrong? And the woman said, you know, we really love and respect each other, but we also realize we've been together since high school and Sometimes you realize that you have outgrown a relationship and there is a way to honorably let go when you know that the relationship is no longer serving your highest good and it's a mutually beneficial thing. And so we can walk away being friends that love each other, that respect each other, but also know that we're not meant to be romantically involved with each other anymore. This marriage is over. We got married young. We have utmost respect for each other. But it's time that we move on. And I was just blown away. And I've always carried that because I realized ever since that mediation, I never looked at my divorcing clients as failures. I looked at them as the most courageous individuals because to uproot and change your life for not the easier for the hardest and change is not easy. It's not something that human beings want to do. We will rather be complacent in pain and in uncomfortability because it feels familiar than embark on the journey of transformation and change, which is uncomfortable, messy, hard, emotional. And so moving forward, I would always start all my divorce mediations with congratulations. And they would always look at me like I was like an alien. And I said, congratulations, because you've decided and realized that this relationship no longer serves your soul's highest good. And you're choosing and best as possible to amicably resolve this divorce so it doesn't become a trauma for you and your children. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be hard. It's going to be really, really difficult, but doesn't have to be traumatic. And so I always looked at giving up on a marriage was not failure when you're doing it for the purpose that you're acknowledging and honoring that this relationship no longer serves your highest good. Now, am I saying that whenever you feel this discomfort, the discord of growth, oh, let's like wipe the slate and just like put our hands up and be like, oh, we're done with this. Absolutely not. I'm sharing this because relationships are our soul's mission here on earth. They are our tests. And like, unlike school where you learn a lesson and then you get a test to see how well you've learned this, this concept, we're kind of trained a little bit differently in the school of life or soul school. We get a series of challenges and then we see where our weaknesses are. And then we have to tutor ourselves or reach out to tutors through spiritual teachers, through spiritual learnings to understand the concepts that we are lacking in, that we're struggling in. And we'll continue to get keep getting tested on those concepts until we master them. So a lot of times on the spiritual journey, we hit a benchmark and we all do. So if you get triggered by this, you may potentially be in this realm or this phase. I definitely was there and it takes a little bit to acknowledge it, but we hit a spiritual ego. 
a state where we feel superior to others who are not on a spiritual path. And we, out of the goodness of our heart and a little bit of ego, want to share from the rooftops everything that we've been learning that's been helping us. And we're constantly thinking, oh, this would really help them. Oh, this, this is something that they need. Uh, so it's a little bit laced in judgment, but it's also a little bit laced in wanting to help others, but it's also a little bit laced in ego. If this person would evolve, they would make my life easier. It would make our relationship flow better. And so we give up our power in a little bit of a state of superiority that they need this. Why aren't they practicing this? There's a disconnection that's happening here. Now, unless your spouse or your partner is stopping you or ridiculing you or, you know, not, not really on board with it. Like there's a spectrum of that, right? Non-support. Uh, and sometimes it could be like with me, like my partner doesn't necessarily agree with it, but they're not also putting it down. They're not also telling me I can't do that. Um, so there is a level of respect there. And I think that's very important to set firm boundaries about that. And Here's the reality. All souls are in different maturity or vibrations or grades. That's how I say it. You probably have heard me say this, that all souls are different grades. And some souls take the remedial route. Some take the accelerated route. Some take their normal sweet time going through grades one, two, three, four, five. And as souls, we come in pods, we incarnate in pods. And I'd like to think of it as our souls are in this boardroom in the spiritual realm. And they sit, we all sit down and we're like, these are the five lessons that I really need to learn. And I need to hit home over and over and over again until I learn it. Who's going to step up to the plate to help me learn that? And it could be your mom's soul. It could be your brother. It could be your mother-in-law. It could be your husband. And we're like, we're going to really be hard asses. And we are going to hit this lesson home for you. And we're going to make it challenging. And a lot of times the way that our spiritual teachers or messengers act is very unconscious. They say things and do things not from an intentional malice place, or it's like the universe is using them and to, to, to treat, to give us lessons. And that could be the same thing with us, like moments where we feel misunderstood or our intentions are misinterpreted. And it's like, no, that's not what I meant, but there's the spirit is using us to be a vessel and instrument to teach a lesson to another person that you have a soul contract with. So it's very mutual. And some lessons are longer and some people will say it get, come in and go out. It's different. Um, but the reality is, is that every relationship, regardless of, you know, where you're on your grade, it's a pod of not all 12th graders. It's not a pod of all, uh, you know, first graders. It's like a Montessori thing where it's like, we got a little bit of the sixth graders and the first graders and the 12th graders, and we have free will. So our level of growth is all self-determined based on how 
we heed our dark night of the souls or the awakenings or the challenges that we have. And we all will be set up with a series of challenges that we've agreed to before we were born here that we said that these are going to be the moments that are trying to shake us up, kind of be the earthquakes in our own personal life that'll shake us up to hopefully awaken us to the truth of who we are. When we incarnate into this world, we come in a state of amnesia. But when we're on the spiritual realm, and when right before we're born, really, we know what our purpose is to be the USG. We know that we have a mission here. We know that we have gifts and skills. And we know that we are a divine being of light. And we know that our higher self is always connected to the divinity of God in the universe. And we have to reconnect and re remember the power of who we are throughout our life, through the series of challenges that we have. And one of those challenges are going to be the relationships. We're not meant to have the easiest flowing, you know, your, your husband being in 12th grade, you being in 12th grade type of relationship when it comes to souls. And a recognition of this is not only being humble, but it's also releasing judgment because in each phase and grade, there are different sets of rules and lessons. And just because you pass through one through six and you might be in middle school now, you can't fault a first grader for not knowing how to do algebra. They haven't gotten there yet. And the more that you try to beat it into them or try to expect it from them, try to be like, this is what you need. This is what you need. This is what you need. Why can't you understand it? It's going to create ripple and discord and disconnection. And I say this from experience because in the beginning of my journey, I did this to my husband. I was pushy and judgy and I'm a Virgo, so I could be hypercritical and I pushed him away and it pushed him away from even like finding his own path. And then there came a place that I was like, you know, he's not stopping me from my own journey and I'm not going to push him into the journey that fits for me, because just like I wouldn't want him to stop me from having the journey as it's ever flowing and evolving for me, I don't want to be the person to push him into something that doesn't feel aligned. So I let it go. And I said, I'm on my journey. I focused on myself. This was before kids too. And lo and behold, over a period of time, he started resonating with some of the things that I was doing. He would come to my meditation classes when I would teach them. He came to my Kundalini classes. He would, you know, come to lectures, maybe not all the same stuff. He didn't agree with all of it, but he had an openness in his life for it. He started loving Reiki. He's like, oh, can you do Reiki on me? Uh, So it opened him up in his own way. And we have to accept that everyone is in their own grade and there's different rules and lessons in those grades. They're not the same as us. And even if they're not the same as us, it doesn't make it wrong. There can be two truths that exist, your truth, your journey, your lessons, and my truth, my journey, my lessons. And so don't ever be so stringent attached to your lessons your what you learn because when you up level to a new grade they're going to be a whole new set of lessons a whole new set of experiences and things that you're going to have to embody in order to learn what it is to learn in that state so disconnection can happen 
And the reason why I shared the story about that couple is that we have to start learning that quitting is not failure, that honoring our truth. And when something doesn't feel aligned is the most important thing taking action based on what feels in alignment and it's serving our highest good. And at some point, maybe a relationship or friendship is not serving her her highest good. And so you have two choices there. You have the choice of working and healing and building your emotional maturity, or you have the choice to let go. And because we're all souls who truly deserve happiness, joy, fulfillment, If we're not fulfilling and accepting, acknowledging and validating ourselves, and we're putting all the expectation on our partner, there is naturally going to be a discord and a disconnection that's going to happen. So we have to step into the role of being what it is that we need for ourselves and giving people the space to evolve into who they're meant to be. And I think that up-leveling doesn't necessarily always have to mean that you're going to disconnect because our family pods and our family units and the people that we meet in our workforce, you know, they're a microcosm of the whole. We experience trauma in our childhood because it's setting us up for understanding the problems and the challenges of the world at large and the emotions that need to be healed. And so we work in our own little pods to heal that. And every pod has a light worker, a lighthouse, someone who's a little bit more spiritually advanced and is meant to, in the storms, in the challenges, turn on their light so that the other ships, the other people in your pod can come to safety. And so focusing on your journey, being the presence of being in alignment with your truth, learning how to evolve on your own pace is going to be where your focus is going to be the best served. Because if you are called to be that lighthouse, to be the one that you are the black sheep, you are the sensitive one, you are the one who's on a spiritual journey that's conscious and you're making efforts to break cycles, you are the cycle breaking parent. You are the one who is trying to better yourselves and it is your responsibility to stay on that path because should you falter, then you're also affecting the people in your pod as well. Your presence is your greatest power because when you're aligned to your presence, you are like a generator of light and love and inspiration. You light up others simply by being in your truth. And we need that. We need that more than ever for those lighthouses to show up when it's necessary. So you may be that lighthouse in your partner, for your partner. And you lead. Think about leadership as CEO. Sturdy leadership is not with force, criticism, judgment, micromanaging, shaming. It is through compassion. It is through connecting to your inner soul. It is through your own wholeness, your own flexibility, your own empathy, and being congruent with what you feel and how you act. And being on this path of being a higher enlightened being means embodying empathy, embodying 
no judgment, embodying the space of letting others have the freedom to be on the path that they're in, just as you would respect that too. So lead by example. Be a Shakti leader, so connected to your power, so connected to your truth. Focus on that above anything else. And you'll know if a relationship is still meant to be here because it's triggering you. It's your quality control, like Sadhguru says, to keep you in check, to make sure that it humbles you. Like, yes, I am learning. I am growing. I am transforming. Sure you are when you're listening to the podcast in your quiet space when you're not being triggered. But your parents, your children, your partner are the true quality control test to see how much of that lesson you really embodied and how much more you need. So honor it because this relationship has been rooted something divine beyond what we, our conscious mind remembers. And that's also true when it's ready to be let go. If it's ready to be let go, that's also spiritual too. Learning how to let go with honor, honorability, and is that even a word? Letting go with honor and knowing when something is ending is truly a life lesson in itself too. And that might be something that you're called to learn in this life. So stay your course. Don't push anyone. Stay connected to your presence and your higher alignment and focus on the things that build deeper connection in your relationship. So if there is a disconnection, focus on how do I need to set more boundaries? How can we communicate well together? How do we need to grow in emotional maturity? How do we receive and accept the physical support that we need by asking for it? How can we be our own emotional support without having the expectation that our partner or anybody give us validation, give us acknowledgement, give us respect. How do we give that to ourselves first so we're not giving away our power? And also, if divorce is part of your journey, it is a spiritual thing. And it can be attempted in a way that does not have to be a traumatic experience. And I did an episode actually about spiritual divorce um, and co-parenting, if you guys are interested in that. And so learning to let go is equally as important. So focus on the things that could serve your relationship. Right now, my husband and I are working on the workbook, How to Meet Yourself by Dr. Nicole LaPera. It's a beautiful work workbook that you guys can do together. And he also got this course called The Science of Love from the Gottman Institute. So if you struggle with repair, you struggle with conflict, you struggle with different communication techniques um, and getting into patterns based off of reactivity or you're shutting down or um, whatever it may be when you feel triggered, that's where the focus is also, right? Because there's always room for us to emotionally grow, evolve, because that's the spiritual work. So I really hope this serves you guys well. Because this is a journey for a lot of us, but it's also a journey that we can move through from an empowered space. Sending you guys so much love. Hope these words speak to your soul and guide you to the space that you need on the journey that you're on. Bye guys. 
If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I love to gift you my seven day stress detox course. All you gotta do is screenshot your review before you submit it, email it to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, frustrated, and I come to them almost every single day. And I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too. And if you haven't purchased the Meditation for Kids book, definitely do so now. You can purchase it anywhere you buy books, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, IndieBound, Bam, and you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. If you're a complete beginner and learning how to teach meditation to your kids, this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.